Wow. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Wolfman Live, episode 216, the one where we must find the Jade Scorpion before the next full moon. What the hell is that? <laughs> I actually screwed up the reference. Um, it is the Jade Monkey. It was from oh. the it was from the episode of The Simpsons where uh Mr. Burns asks mm. for his stuffed teddy bear Bobo back. And they agreed to terms, and then Mr. Burns turns and goes, One more thing. You must find the Jade Monkey before the next full moon. And then Smithers walks in and goes, Actually, sir, we found it already. Oh, okay. It was very good. Was very anyway. Funny. Hello, everybody. Hello, J Double. Hello, that dude. Hello, JT Mitchell. Hello, Jesse McCowan. Hello, Strangerish. Hello, everybody. Hello, anyone and everyone who is here. But a special thank you. To Menu, Migs Luna, Rusty Shackleford, Atif Faruqi, I Require Coffee, Anne Leslie, HWY61, Espionage Area 51, The Geek Chick, oh and boy. Aves for being members here on YouTube. Thank you, everyone. We appreciate you all very much. Uh, anyway, uh, we got some things to talk about today. We do. Oh, I accidentally just banned somebody. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how you put a user. Uh, Wolf Den Live, the only show that'll get you banned by accident. <laughs> we got to talk about the Xbox Series X specs that we now have, which would have been nice to have last week when I did my video yeah. on it. But it's the end of the month. Yes, and that means next month is coming. And that means it's time once again for the free games you get if you are subscribed to uh, Xbox Live, Games with Gold, and PlayStation Plus. I forgot to set my lights to stream mode. <laughs> wow. All right, anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do we start? We start with we PlayStation. Start with, uh, PlayStation, yes. It's a big month for Sony, Bob. It is. Yeah. I'm actually going to download these. No, because... <laughs> never mind. <laughs> because um, so for the month of March, and they usually um, the games are available the first Tuesday of March, so that would be March third. Uh, you get Shadow of the Colossus <gasps> and Sonic Forces. Nah. All right. Uh, so this is the re. Of Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, the PS4 remake, which to my understanding isn't that different. It's pretty much just the same game with more uh modern control scheme. More of a like a 2016 or whenever this game was released uh control. Scheme. I remember when it came out, the remake. Um a lot of people were like, this didn't age that good because Shadow of the Colossus already has a pretty janky like movement controls. Yeah. Uh, but that's just, at the time it was fine. Everything was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, they didn't really change that that much. So but it's still a great game. So I played Shadow of the Colossus. I didn't play it on, when it came out on PS2. No. I got the Ico Shadow of the Colossus collection for PS3, and that is just a straight port, you know, with textures upscaled so it runs in 1080p. Right. Uh. It's a rough game to play. <laughs> uh, I know it's like, it's a beautiful game and it's got, it's all artistic and stuff, all games aren't all that crap. But, oh my God, controlling Wanderer is, is such a pain in the ass. Like climbing the Colossi is, 
almost impossible the harder the further the game gets because it's one of those games with the grip uh meter you have to like actually grip and climb but like it's also the type of game where the enemy ai gets locked in a certain animation so the colossus will just sway back and forth like this the entire time you're on him and you have to hold down grip that entire time while your grip gauge is slowly dwindling. So it'll take you an hour just to climb the thing because you have to hold on for dear life while he's swaying back and forth. And all he does is sway back and forth. Well, that's the, that's, you got to know you're getting into that, that, that the mechanic is climbing. Right. <laughs> so the if you play is... Breath of the Wild and you like the climbing and that's it. Well, no, the, the mechanic is climbing, but you know, in Breath of the Wild, the mountain doesn't try to throw you off. Right. And yeah, I understand that, you know, the Colossus is going to try and shake you off, but the Colossus doesn't even give you a chance to climb, is right. what I'm saying. Well, that's the difficulty, you know? I guess. I, I, I think Shadow of the Colossus is one of those games where you can go anywhere and do any of the Colossi. Um, it's not. You have, to, you have to do them in order. Oh, you but do. But you have to find them. And finding them is a task unto itself, because it is a big open world, but mm-hmm. there is nothing to do in it except find the Colossus. But you can only you can only find them in a specific order. Correct. Oh, I didn't know. That. I thought you could go yeah. to any of them. No, the only thing you can do in the game besides hunt colossi is shoot little lizards, <laughs> and the lizards like you can eat them and like in- increase your grip meter, but only certain lizards. You can only do that with the white tail wiz- lizards, and there's only like maybe ten lizards in the game at the t- at a time. And only one of them has a white tail. And remember, this is a big open world. All right, let's stop talking about Shadow of the Colossus. I'm just saying, <laughs> it's a rough game to go back to. The next game is Sonic Forces, which is which, not a good game. Look, all right. What I played back when it first came out, I only ever played it on your Switch because mm-hmm. you wanted me to play it before the show. And I didn't mm-hmm. hate what I played. It wasn't great, but I've played worse Sonic games. All right. I think so, you need to play more of the game because it, right, it yeah. is it is very very bad, and I don't think that <laughs> I don't think that there's like any redeeming qualities. Well, now that it's free, you know, I got no problem doing that. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna have time to, but because um, I don't know if you know this, I'm a dad now. So like like, like no, I had no idea. The, the the I'm sure the first level or the first few levels where you're playing as Sonic, like. Mm-hmm. Those are nice and polished because it's the beginning of the game and they want a nice vertical slice to like look good. Yeah. Uh, the creative character levels are not good. Um, and then it just get, it just starts to fall apart very, very, very quickly. Right. Uh, it, it's, it's not good. It is not a good game. Uh, do not play it. <laughs> Except you will. You need to play it. All right, I, I should note it. that I have never played Sonic 06. So I feel like I have to. You have to because... From what I remember playing of Sonic Forces, it's not broken. It it is though. Like it 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 is. You, All right, you, you but need there, to keep playing like, it. There's unpolished and broken. Yeah, yeah. Like Sonic Forces may be unpolished. Sonic 06 is straight up broken. No, Sonic Sonic Forces is broken. All there's right. some well, there's some jank. Well, I will play it you and gotta, I will get back to you. But okay. So that's all we got for PlayStation. Yeah. So depending oh, on who you tra- ask. Wait, wait, there's also a trial for, for the Predator uh, Oh, the new Predator game. 
Yeah, so this is made by the people who made Friday the 13th. Or whatever yes. that's called. Is that what that yeah. game's called? Friday the 13th. Okay. That's that cool... Uh, the Jason Voorhees game. Yeah, what's the... What, what, what game did that mimic? Oh... It mimicked a different game, but it's basically one player plays yeah. as Jason and the other players yeah. play as like the camp counselors and uh, you have to go kill them. And it's a multiplayer game. Uh, this is the same people and it's the same idea except one person's a predator, which is cool. Yeah. And you get a free trial to try it out. PlayStation Plus members will be able to try out intense asymmetrical multiplayer experience Predator Hunting Grounds this month with a weekend trial starting uh, February, uh, Friday, March 27th. Oh, so late in the month. But anyway, uh, that's PlayStation. Yes. Uh, over on Xbox. Yes. Now, I think they... I think I like this more. So, over on Xbox... On the Xbox One, for the entire month of March, so from March 1st to the 30th, you get Batman the Enemy Within the Complete Season. This is Telltale Season 2 Okay. of Batman. I have played this. This is very good. This is the one with the Joker and Harley Quinn. Okay. And it's a very unique take on the characters. Okay. So that's a good one. Then you got from March 16th to April 15th, Shantae Half-Genie Hero. This oh. is the like cult classic um, Shantae series. It's another entry in that uh, from way forward. I have People never really played like... a Shantae game, and uh, I always say Shanty. I think it's Shantae. <laughs> that would make more sense. Uh, I would like to play that. I know a lot of people like love this these games. Um, I played a little bit of one of them. I don't remember which one. Uh, and I know they're very like Metroidvania like, and I do like those games. Uh, It'd be the perfect type of game to put on Switch, but I think they have it on Switch. I probably, but not free. No, no. Uh, how many Shantae games are there? There's a bunch. There's the original Shantae on Game Boy Color. There's Half Genie Hero. There's I only know of Half Genie Hero. Half Genie Hero is like the most popular one. It is on Nintendo Switch. Uh, the Pirate's Curse, Risky's Revenge, that's the other one. Uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. Half Genie Hero is $20 on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So it's free if you have Xbox Live. Yep. We also have... Yes, and we also have too. Xbox 360 games, which of course you can play on your Xbox One through backwards compatibility. March 1st to the 15th is uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Uh, that is a bad Castlevania game. I think mm -hmm. recently we got uh, Lords of Shadow 1 for Games with Golds, and it's basically that's when uh, Castlevania wanted to be God of War. Uh, okay. And then Lords of Shadow 2 was the worst one. But from March 16th to the 31st, you get Sonic Generations. So this is actually a good Sonic game. This is a great Sonic game. I'm glad they're putting Sonic, like PlayStation and Xbox are putting Sonic games there, I guess yes. because of the movie, mm -hmm. um, which is great. Xbox picked a good one. <laughs> I don't get why PlayStation, I mean, PlayStation, I guess they're not doing last generation games. No. Um, um, I would not, you know, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Xbox puts Sonic Forces up soon. 
Um, but I do think it's cool that, you know, they got different games. And I think it's even better that Xbox got an actual good Sonic game. So we One have, of the best Sonic games ever. We have Sonic uh, Generations. We, but yes, I'm so, going to download it anyway. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, I have, it. yeah, we have it for 360. My wife has it for PS3. So we got it for everything. So we got it for everything, yeah. We even have it for 3DS, which is the worst version. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get that. That I, I think this is one of the games that is upgraded on the Xbox One X. It is, and it looks really good on a One X. Yeah, so yeah. I'm definitely going to get that. I might also get Shadow of the Colossus just for the hell of it. Uh, just to have yeah. it. I mean, I'm going to get them all because I always do. Um, I'm willing to try Shadow of the Colossus um, just to see like how different it currently is uh, because the, f- the first time around was rough. Um, and I, it's a game that interests me and I would want to like see it through. Um, by the way, the day, the, the game that um, Friday the 13th was inspired by was uh, Dead by Daylight. That's it. According yeah. to Deku Martin and I think Sorry. Yeah. And some other people in the chat. Okay, so those are the free games for the month. Uh, yeah. Nintendo had some garbage ones <laughs> uh, for the <laughs> NES and SNES games. Yeah. Um, but we talked about those already. Mm-hmm. So you can go to the Xbox website or the PlayStation website and download them there if you log in. And it'll automatically download to your console next time you turn it on or if it's sleep, if it's in sleep mode. So yeah do that that way you get the free games before the month's over uh but i guess you gotta wait for sonic generations right until the middle of the month uh yeah before we talk about xbox series x we gotta say hello to hythem g who gave us ten dollars and said i wonder if master chief is the last fighter on season two of smash brothers when it comes to finish the fight and i predict travis touchdown Lara croft 2B and the Monster Hunter in season two of Smash Brothers. Um, I think those are, I think there's a lot of safe bets there. I think 2B is a pretty safe bet. I think 2B is is uh, a potential. Well, I think Sakurai confirmed that Nintendo already picked all the season two fighters mm-hmm. and that they're all Nintendo characters. I don't know. I don't think he predicted that. No, I don't think he said they're all Nintendo characters. He did say that they were picked by Nintendo. Okay. Um, so to be, yes, I think for sure to be yeah. is going to be there. Also a monster hunter. I think it's strange. We haven't gotten one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, but I don't, I, maybe if they come out with a new game or something, I don't know. Um, what else? Uh, Travis touchdown. That would be easy for them to do. Yeah. I, I don't care about Travis touchdown. I know you don't, I don't, but I don't a lot of people that. do. I don't need that in my life. Uh, Master Chief would be amazing, but I just don't know if that's gonna happen. That would be a sick last fighter, though. Yeah, but, but again, that's an American thing. Like the Japanese could care less. It's not. It's not a, a Master Chief is not a big deal to them. Yeah. Um, and Laura Croft, I don't know about that. Yeah, I no, know I don't think Laura Croft would uh would enter Smash. Uh, but anyway, we got Dark Type with a dollar. Thank you. Thank you. And we got John Halstead with two dollars. Sonic Generations is on PS now. Yeah. So yeah, but that's different. 
yeah, they don't do backwards compatibility well. We're talking, yeah, we're talking about like traditional backwards compatibility, like they do on Xbox One. Uh, PlayStation Now, like that's a whole other thing. You have to subscribe to it and whatnot. So, uh, all right, now we can finally talk about the Xbox Series X specs. Yes. So, uh, Xbox. What was this Monday? Yeah. Yeah, on Monday, they released a whole big article on Xbox Wire talking about what you can expect from the next generation of gaming. Uh, the future of gaming has never been more inspiring. Creativity in games is flourishing. I'm not reading all of this. <laughs> uh, here's a spec list. You got 12 teraflops. 12 of them. Jeez. Variable frame rate shading, hardware accelerated direct X ray tracing will, quick resume for multiple games, and smart delivery. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down for you. Oh, thank you. Thank break it down for my peon brain. So twelve teraflops. That's double the tera, tera, tetrahedrons of the uh, Xbox One X. So it's twice as powerful. Um. I guess I'll just read next generation custom processor. The Xbox Series X is our most powerful console ever powered by our custom designed processor, leveraging AMD's latest Zen 2 and RDNA 2 architectures, delivering four times the processing power of the Xbox One and enabling developers to leverage 12 teraflops of GPU performance twice that of the Xbox One X and more than eight times the original Xbox One. I think it's of note that currently the Xbox One X is the most powerful gaming console ever. If you're not including PCs. And I know my gaming PC could do. Um, so this is gonna be twice as powerful as that. Um, more than eight times the the original Xbox One. That's crazy. Xbox Series X delivers a true generational leap in processing and graphics power with cutting-edge techniques resulting in higher frame rates, larger, more sophisticated game worlds, and an immersive experience unlike anything seen in console gaming. Whoa. Do you have any questions there, Will, about any of that? Um, yes. Could you repeat all the stuff you said about the things? <laughs> so, no, I mean, this is just, this is a lot of flexing. Yes. Right now, my whole question is, not really a question, but so we know Sony's working on the PS5. Correct. And we know it's going to be more powerful than the PS4 because obviously. Yes. But we don't exactly know what like they're working with in terms of hardware. For my, I mean, this is a very bold claim for Microsoft to say that they are in fact making the most powerful console. That is them assuming that they know Sony is not. Well, currently it's the most, it's the most right. powerful console. Right. Um we might have some information on what the PS5 is going to be in comparison. Oh, uh, thanks to a leak, but we will get to that at the very end. Because okay. again, it's a leak and we don't want right. to compare we want to make sure we let everybody know this is this this might not happen. This is just yeah. some 4chan guy so so basically what happened was uh somebody on 4chan put the specs of the ps5 and the xbox series x and he got the xbox series x one right so the ps5 specs might uh be legit 
uh, anyway. Uh, so, a teraflop is just how many, uh, uh, like, computations it can do, like, in a, uh, a certain time. Right. Uh, I was trying really hard to find a visual representation of, like, what a jump from, like, you know, 6 to 12 teraflops would look like. Uh, and I did that a minute before the stream started, so I don't, I don't got that for you. But it looks like the difference between last generation and this generation is just gonna be pure power. You know, there's not gonna be any right. like uh, crazy like uh, leaps in gaming, other than just the pure power and how things are gonna look. Well, that's uh, a lot like the leap from like last gen to current gen. Yes, you know a lot of a lot of those games you couldn't really tell what the difference was unless you like put them side by side, and even then, like you really had to look and see. I think like the best example is uh, Shadow of Mordor actually had less characters on screen, like the Nemesis mm-hmm. system wasn't as robust, and uh, oddly enough, The Last of Us, <laughs> the PS3 version looked substantially worse than the PS4 version. So. Every every single console generation, I always like attribute to a certain like uh, like I don't know like a like th- th- there's a specific thing that makes it what it is like yeah. like uh like uh the this the Super Nintendo generation what what was that just I guess a jump from eight bit to sixteen bit yeah well like um, that's a big jump because like the sprites got more detail you can use more colors. Yeah. Things like that, and then sixty four generation, first three D generation. Every yeah. you know, every console's got some three D stuff going on. Yeah. Uh, next was uh, PS two and GameCube, more refined three D. Yeah, but, much better uh, looking three D. Um, but we started to see internet, right? Because uh, you got Xbox coming in that generation too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would attribute that to to uh like internet functionality, and. Xbox 360, PS3, I attributed that to uh, achievements. Well, also, too, that was the first HD generation. Yes. So I would say, like, HD graphics is, like, a substantial leap. Yeah, but most games games still ran at Much more complex. The pictures had to be much more uh, bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, it took longer to develop for because, you know, HD was much harder to make than standard definition. Right. But I I still... There was a lot more internet functionality in that oh, generation. Yeah, I, definitely. I think I think that was like the big uh, pull in that generation. Yeah. Um, but for PS5 and Xbox One X, really, it's, uh, I attribute that to more stuff on screen at once. <laughs> like the big thing when the PS4 came out was they were showcasing like uh, knack it, yeah, knack all the stuff, Rezo gun, you know, all that yeah. stuff. Uh, where you just see all of these particles going on. Yeah. Maybe this generation might be lighting. Oh, yeah. They might go into lighting, which we'll talk about. Let me finish. Oh, we're, we're there now. Variable rate shading. Uh, our partnered, our part patented, patented form of VRS empowers uh, developers to more efficiently utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen. They can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. This uh, technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on the image on the final image quality. Um, 
and hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing, which is what I was talking about with lighting. You can expect more dynamic and realistic environments powered by hardware accelerated DirectX ray tracing. A first for a console gaming, I should note that the PlayStation 5 has something very similar with ray tracing. Yes. Um, this means true to life lighting, accurate reflections, and realistic acoustics in real time as you explore the game world. Okay, I didn't know acoustics was part of ray tracing, but I guess why not? I mean, that's how I sound mean, works in real life. I don't know if acoustics means like sound acoustics, but... What else could it mean? That's the only thing that uh, it could mean. Hang on. Because ray tracing is just light coming from like... Right. They're, they're measuring where the light is bouncing off of. Acoustic noun definition: the properties or qualities of a room or building that determine how sound is transmitted in it. Uh, also, a branch of physics concerned with the properties of sound. Yeah, it's a sound thing. Yeah. Sound. <laughs> um. So I guess why not lump that in with ray tracing? Yeah. Now variable rate shading. I don't. I. What is that? Variable rate shading or coarse pixel shading is a mechanism to enable allocation of rendering performance uh, or power at varying rates across the rendered image. Visually, there are cases where a sh shading rate can be uh, reduced with little or no reduction in per uh, perceptible output quality leading to free performance. Is this the thing that I always get confused with ray tracing? I think so. Where it's like whatever's in line of sight is being rendered and everything else isn't? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it is. Variable rate shading example. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't think it is. I don't think it is that. I mean... There's a lot of technical mumbo jumbo that's going to be thrown about on this list that that is very confusing to laymen like me. Um, yeah, but I thought I knew this stuff, Will. Yeah. Well, you think you know everything. <laughs> you think you know me. Uh... Yeah, all these examples are just like, these examples are just like, this is what it looked like and now it looks better. Yeah, you know, I'm looking for. Well, that. I mean, that's what every like next generation console throughout history. That's what it boils down to. Mm -hmm. Uh, anyway, where are we? Uh, immersion is an instant. Immersion in an instant. I'm having strokes already. Will immersion? Yeah, in whatever. That's what I said, right? <laughs> It's got solid state drive. PlayStation made a big deal about their solid state drive in the PlayStation 5. Yes. Wait, now, we don't have PlayStation 5 specs, but we know that at the very least it's going to have a solid state drive uh, because Mark uh, Turney said so. Yeah. Uh, with our next generation SSD, nearly every aspect of playing games is Im improved. Game worlds are larger, more dynamic, and load in a flash, and fast travel is just that fast. So... PlayStation made a big deal about their solid state drive because they were mm -hmm. saying that it's integrated with the rest of the hardware and right. developers can use that to make the game faster. So like if you put a solid state drive in your PlayStation 4 right now, it'll be faster, but the the games won't necessarily capitalize on that speed. Right. But 
because of the way it's integrated with the rest of the stuff, it the developers can capitalize on that. Right. Uh, it's unclear and, what they're doing differently than what Xbox is. Well, I think you know. I think both systems are going to be optimized for SSD, and it sounds like, at least on Sony's front, that they're uh, using NVMe solid straight state drives, and those are the ones that plug directly into the motherboard rather than uh, using a SATA connection. So that, that would that, make a lot of sense. Yeah. So and NVMe drives are like known to being much faster than traditional SATA connections. Um, with all the technical crap that Microsoft has put into this document, I'm surprised they didn't mention NVMe. So that leads me to believe that they're not using that. So that would also mean that it's harder to upgrade on a PlayStation 5. Probably. Uh, if it's if it's not using SATA. I know on a PC, like NVMe, like you plug it in like you would plug in RAM. Mm-hmm. Like it's directly connected to the motherboard. Well, sometimes it's soldered in there. Right. Um, I mean, Sony, the past, their past two systems, you can update the hard drive on its own. So I would not be surprised if they at least gave you an option for expandable memory in mm-hmm. some capacity. Like maybe you can put in an extra hard drive or something like that. Um, we've seen from the leaks of the Xbox One X, uh, the Xbox Series X, that there's that port mystery port on the back, and that apparently is for expandable memory so at least microsoft is allowing that to happen this generation whether or not that's also uh nvme or sata that remains to be seen a booga in the chest says, watch the ray tracing demo in minecraft (laughs) no ray tracing we got we got ray tracing uh, you know what i'm gonna pull it up might as well minecraft with nvidia rtx ray tracing Oh, this is this is from uh, Minecraft tips and tutorials. This should be good. <laughs> oh boy! All right, this is just literally showing the ray tracing. It's not showing like a comparison or anything. Okay, I've had enough already. Um, also, people are complaining about your your uh, freaking uh, your stupid. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you what you people want from me. I'm hardwired in. Hold on. Uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah, you're still still the same. Okay. <laughs> Blame Google Hangouts. Yeah. Um. All right. Where are we now? Uh, quick resume. Listen to this yes. nonsense. This is where we start to get into like uh actual like uh things people will care about (laughs) like technical details are cool but like the people who are like super interested in that probably play on pc yeah uh quick resume the new quick resume feature lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly returning you uh to where you were and what you were doing without waiting for uh, through long loading screens so this is quick save and quick load um it's a little bit more than that because it sounds like you can like back out to the menu open up another game start that game 
back out to the home screen again and then resume your previous game from where you left off. Yeah. That's quick save. Right, but the basically you you can have multiple games open up at once. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, a and little you more know what it does when you open it up, it freaking loads a state. <laughs> it's a little more advanced than quick save because right now you can't have two games running at the same time. Right, but it's not actually running the games at the same time. It's it's gonna it's gonna close the other game. It's just gonna load really really fast because it's gonna load a state just like it would in a ROM, you know. All right. Like like, <laughs> like you just load up the ROM and then you hit quick save and or quick load and then it just instantly loads wherever you were. Right. So this is something we've had since the freaking as since the first Super Nintendo emulator I've ever used. <laughs> right, but. <laughs> Now it's being used on a console right. in a much more advanced situation because it's one thing to put it on an SNES emulator. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to hop between games like The Witcher and GTA and Skyrim and Red Dead and Fable and games like that. Right, right. Yeah, because, I mean, it only worked in the Super Nintendo emulator because you're running it on a freaking powerful computer. Yeah, that's a lot more powerful uh, powerful than a Super Nintendo was. Um, this is going to be supposedly the most advanced gaming console that is yes. going to have a quick save and a quick load. Um, so it's nice to see that in a game console. I'm not saying it's stupid. I'm just saying, freaking taken, taken from emulators. <laughs> I'm saying it's been. A, it, it, it's. I'm surprised that it's taken this long for something like that to happen. Right now, will Sony have something like this? Because that sounds like one of those things that uh, developers are going to want to utilize, but it might be hard if it's... I'm sure they'll have something similar, whether it's exactly the same as uh, this, I doubt. They'll probably do their own Sony version of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, dynamic latency inputs. We're optimizing latency in the player to console pipeline, starting with our Xbox wireless controller, which leverages our high bandwidth pro- proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console. I think this is very interesting. With dynamic mm-hmm. latency input, DLI, a new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed, controls are even more precise and responsive. So, how the hell? is the controller connected to the console. You can use Xbox One controllers with the Xbox Series X. So at, at least the Elite controller, which leads me to believe that you can use the other ones too. Yeah, I think you can use the other ones. They, they said it'll be compatible with Xbox One accessories, but it doesn't have a connect port. So, so it doesn't mean here, all accessories. So the way Xbox One controllers work is they use a proprietary signal to send information from the controller to the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. It's not Bluetooth. It is its own Microsoft-made proprietary signal. But then later models of the controllers have Bluetooth. They have Bluetooth so you can connect it to other devices like a PC. Okay, so so it's not actually using Bluetooth on the It does the not Xbox use one. Bluetooth when it talks to the Xbox One. Okay, so it's using a proprietary signal. Right. So... I'm I'm guessing that the proprietary signal is getting an upgrade for the Series X. So so the Xbox uh, 360 used a 2.4 gigahertz like signal of some sort. 
Right. That was also a proprietary signal. Right. So now we're getting uh, this new... We're, we're getting like version three of that. Yeah, we're getting this new thing called dynamic latency input. Yeah. Um, so Google Stadia, that controller connects to your uh, internet. Like it connects straight to your router via Wi-Fi yeah. so that it can talk to the server as quick as possible, which I think is really cool. Um, yeah. This isn't going to be doing that, but it's just it just sounds like it's just a wireless protocol that is faster and maybe it's faster because its only purpose is for the controller yeah like they know that it's just going to be controller inputs coming through this thing and nothing else so how can we optimize the pipeline to just have controller inputs come through yeah i'm very interested to see how different the latency is going to be because imagine like picking up an xbox controller to play a multi-platform game and it like let's say you're playing Call of Duty, you're big into Call of Duty. You switch between PS5 and Xbox One, uh, Xbox Series X, and it just that input just feels faster, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember in the Xbox 360 days, plugging in a wired controller felt way different playing Call of Duty. So mm-hmm. I wonder if that's gonna be a thing, because I doubt PlayStation is gonna have anything like that. I mean, I'm sure you know you'll still be able to plug in a wired controller. And, it, you know, that will pr- definitely be the fastest, but it sounds like they're doing everything they can to, because having wires is such a pain in the ass. It's so inconvenient. And I really don't. This looks it. like, well, yeah, because you sit two feet away from your. That is true. You know, I, I don't. If you've ever seen, if I ever do a tour of my setup, you can <laughs> see what I'm working with here. Um, you should. Yeah, you should do that. I, I sit far away from my system, so. You should do a tour and upload it to the uh, youtube.com slash Will Wolf channel. I, you know, I was watching your video and I'm just like, I could do this. <laughs> <laughs> One day. I currently have a pack and play in my setup. so. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, include that. Yeah. Here's the big thing, Will. HDMI 2.1 innovations. Woot. So in my video talking about the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, I noted that they both claim that they're going to hit 8K and have 120 frames per second but they don't say how many frames per second you'll get in 8k and they don't say how high of a resolution you'll get at 120 frames per second right so that's just it's up in the air um you know what let me go to my tweet because i don't even know if i have all the specs right um well why don't you do you have that up could you read that while yeah uh HDMI 2.1 innovation. We've partnered with the HDMI forum and TV manufacturers to enable the best gaming experience through features such as auto low latency mode and variable refresh rate. Uh, Auto low latency mode allows Xbox One and Xbox Series X to automatically set the connected display to its lowest latency mode. Uh, Variable refresh rate synchronizes the display's refresh rate to the game's frame rate, maintaining smooth visuals without tearing ensuring minimal lag and the most responsive gaming experience. So, so yeah, you go, you go. I was just going to say, so not only are they working with the HDMI forum, which yes, there is a forum. You must be licensed to make an <laughs> HDMI, anything. Um, they're working with TV manufacturers to try and get like a really good gaming experience uh, out of your screen. Cause a, a lot of modern TVs, like even though they're like 4K and can do all the frame rates you need, they're not all optimized for gaming the same way, if at all. 
So, so, so PC uh, players are not impressed because they've had this stuff. Right. This is this PC is players are never story. impressed. Yeah. <laughs> They've had stuff like this. We've had stuff on console, like they they've utilized uh, variable resolution, yeah. So that the frame rate is locked, but the resolution will scale if there's like a lot of stuff on screen. Yeah. Uh, so now it looks like uh, they're gonna do that with the frame rate, which uh, hopefully isn't gonna be too jarring. <laughs> right. Um. Uh, synchronizes the display. Oh, oh, it's VSync. Never mind. It's just V-Sync. So it's like whatever the resol- whatever the frame rate of the monitor is, mm-hmm. is going to be what the game's going to output. That way it doesn't like try to push too hard, you know? Like right. like you can set a PC game to like friggin' uh, just max out, you know? Do whatever refresh rate you can. And yeah. it'll like be choppy and like we- it won't be like it won't be noticeably choppy, but it'll it'll scale the refresh rate. Um, yeah. But if you have V-Sync or something similar, you can just lock whatever your monitor is. Like this monitor is 60 hertz. Every game should play at 60 hertz. Yeah. You can lock it that way. Uh, so it looks like they have their own version of that, which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing here is the HDMI 2.1. So yeah. uh, when the PS4 and Xbox One first came out, I was upset because it was only capable of 1080p. And I was like, I understand 4K is like not widely used everywhere in 2013, but why don't you future-proof yourself? And you by know? 2015, 4K started to become more ubiquitous. Yes, uh, and I I never anticipated uh, iterative consoles in the middle of the yeah. generation. That was bizarre. That was I hope we never do that again. But I yeah. bet you we will. <laughs> um, but anyway, I because of that, I suspected that. Uh, console manufacturers were going to use hdmi 2.0 because it would be easier to use maybe cheaper i don't know how expensive hdmi ports are um and because they're always like a little bit behind because it's going into a tv you know like not everybody's tv is going to have hdmi 2.1 especially now I i still don't think many tv manufacturers are capitalizing on 2.1. no 2.1 is a very new thing yeah it's, and it's the, super and tvs new. are you know you don't upgrade your tv like you do your phone every two years you buy a tv and you keep your tv well, for decades i know some people that do do that they will upgrade their tv every year and like well, they'll capitalize on the 3d tvs they'll get the curved tvs there's yeah. a lot of people that are like that. Those people yeah. are weird. Crazy people. Yeah. Normals, or normies as we like to call them, will just buy the TV and they'll be fine with it unless it breaks. Now, I use a monitor. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to have to get a new monitor. Because this monitor, I love this monitor to death, this Acer Predator. Yeah. But it has an HDMI 1.4 port. <laughs> My BenQ well, over here has a 2.0, I think. but really? uh, Or like a 1.8 or something. But yeah, uh, I've been I've been contemplating getting a second. Do you still have that wide BenQ monitor? Yes, I'm trying to sell it to James, but he's being really uh, weird about it. Okay, never mind then. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe I don't, you can I don't inherit think this BenQ because I don't think I honestly don't think it'll fit on my desk anyway. But I was just curious. Well, you know, if you if you can hold out till the new consoles come out. Oh god. Okay, uh, I lost your picture. You know why? Because uh, oh, it's because my uh, keyboard went to sleep <laughs> it screwed everything up 
Isn't your keyboard wired in? It is. How does it go to sleep then? Dude, I don't know, man. It's 2020, man. This is Jeez. what happens. Uh, well, you're going to have to deal with no picture for a minute. Uh, so anyway, HDMI 2.1 is a big deal because uh, it, it it's just more bandwidth. It has 48 yeah. megabits per second, I want to say. Or yeah. gigabits per second. Probably gigabits. Yeah, gigabits per second. Um, but HDMI 2.1 has the bandwidth to handle 4K 120 frames per second yes. or 8K 60 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they say that these new consoles are going to be 120 frames per second, it means that they can do 4K. It, they have the cap- If it's, it, they have the capability to output that. Whether mm-hmm. or not they can do it with the hardware that's in it, like if the, if the graphics card and the processor are going to be able to push that out, that has yet to be seen. But I bet yeah. if you're playing a freaking Shantae on the thing, you could probably get 120 frames per second. Yeah, you can get 4K 120. Actually, I say Sonic Generations because Shantae, I think, is animated, and that's probably like 12 frames per second. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I was also worried about the 8K because there's no way that's going to happen. There's no way we're going to get 8K games anytime soon. You know what I mean? Like No, yeah. I mean, uh, games still have a hard time running at 4K. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Halo 7, when that comes out, will run in uh, 8K 60 perfectly. Um, But probably not even at launch. I'll probably have to be like a post-launch patch thing down the road. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. 8K is just too much. And and nobody's got an 8K monitor. Nobody's got an 8K monitor. And even if they do, like... The jump between 4K and 8... The jump between 1080p and 4K is already... You know, a lot of people don't see that as that big of a leap. So the jump between 4K and 8K isn't going to be that much better either. Uh, well, yeah, if, if you don't think the jump was that big between 1080p and 4K. Yeah. I think it's pretty noticeable. Um, At first, it really wasn't. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's because of the TVs I was looking at it on, you know? Right. Or, or, I mean, a lot of, they would show, like, when you go to, like, the Sony store, mm-hmm. they would have a Sony TV playing, like, freaking Avengers in 4K, but it wasn't shot in 4K. Right. You know? So, it, yeah. it, that's part of why it didn't look so good. But if I shoot with my camera in 1080p, and yeah. if I shoot in 4K, there's a noticeable difference. I, yeah. I think the big thing, too... Uh, a lot of Hollywood movies like Avengers, even if they're shot in 4K, they're mixed in 2K. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they're finally output, they're, you know, out the highest they go is 2K. So you really can't tell. All, you know, the 4K Blu-rays and stuff, they're all up converted back to 4K. They probably want the room to, like, crop in and out and stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um... Xbox exclusives like Halo. Oh no, I don't want to read that part. We'll get to that part later. Um, so yeah, another the other part of this is 120 frames per second support with support for up to 120 frames per second. Xbox Series X allows developers to exceed standard 60 frames per second output in favor of heightened realism or fast-paced action. Uh, PlayStation Five is also going to have 120 frames per second, according yeah. to Mark Cerny. Um, again, neither of them are saying at what resolution. Mm-hmm. But the output is capable of 4K 120 frames per second. So right. we'll at least be seeing that. 
Uh, I suspect you're going to see 1080p 120 frames per second for a while. I I don't think we're yeah. going to be seeing 4K in in most games. Um. Anyway, the next generation of compatibility, the benefit, blah blah blah. Four generations of gaming. Our commitment to compatibility means existing Xbox One games, including backwards compatible Xbox 360 and Xbox uh, original Xbox games. Look and play better than ever before. Your favorite games, including titles in game uh, Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Your Xbox One gaming accessories also come forward with you. So, so, you, can, this... Go ahead. so you can use Xbox One accessories. However, there's no Kinect port. No. Um, you can get a USB adapter for connect. Oh, that's really want to use it. That'll probably be it. That's the answer. (laughs) Um, so it's great that it's backwards compatible with everything. I think Mm -hmm. that's wonderful. I think that is reason alone to get a series X. They stopped adding games to the backwards compatibility list, uh, of on Xbox one. So whatever backwards compatible games for 360 and original Xbox are available, that's it for now. My hope is that once Series X launches, they resume adding games to the list so we can get closer to, you know, everything being available. It's a weird uh, way to word it. Yeah. Uh, Existing Xbox One games including backwards compatible Xbox 360 and original Xbox games. So that means whatever is currently backwards compatible is what you're going to get. Yes. Which is a little upsetting. But I mean, right. they're at least doing backwards compatibility a lot better than PlayStation uh, has been. Yes. Uh, PlayStation 5 claims that they're going to have much better backwards compatibility. Yeah. But we have yet to see if that's going to happen. Anyway, smart delivery. This technology, this is also interesting. This technology empowers you to buy um, a game once and know that wherever you are playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. They also double-spaced accidentally here. Do you see that? They put put a double-space right there. Uh, We're making the commitment to use smart delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studios titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase a title once in order to play the best available version of whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will be released on Xbox One first, and come to the Series X later. So, you can friggin', if you wanna wait on getting an Xbox Series X and you wanna play Halo Infinite, let's say, you can just mm-hmm. buy Halo Infinite for the Xbox One. Then, when you when the Series X comes out, you could just friggin' pop the same disc into the Series X and have a better experience. Yes. However, they say at the very end, this technology is available for all developers and publishers, and they can choose to use it for titles that will be released on Xbox One first and come to Series X later. That means that um, if it comes out for both consoles at the same time, you might not get the same experience on both consoles. You might not be able to take the disc from the one version and put it into the Series X version. Well, I think you'll be able to you know, play the same disc. Right. You're, you're right. But, you're right. but there is the potential for 
you know, like I said earlier, uh, Shadow of Mordor situation where the previous gen version is noticeably lacking in content and features compared to the next gen version. Yeah, so this isn't like a like an end all fix, right? right. Like they're they're I, I, Xbox exclusive games are probably gonna be like that where you could take the disc and put it into the. Uh, but it it, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna be like that for the foreseeable future. It, I think you're we're gonna see a lot of. Nerfed versions on the Xbox One versus the Xbox Series X. Well, CD Projekt Red already confirmed that they're going to support smart delivery for Cyberpunk. Right, correct. They they came out and they said, you know, gamers should not have to pay for the same game twice. So if you buy Cyberpunk on Xbox One, when you play it on Series X, you will get uh, a Series X version of it. At no additional cost. You will get the next-gen version of the game. So I think it was RGT who said on Twitter that uh, this is because they have the marketing rights. So, you know, at the end of the Cyberpunk trailer, it'll say, play it on Xbox. Even though it's right. coming for PlayStation also. Right. Um, so it's assumed that M- Microsoft is like, hey, you got to do this now. <laughs> right. <laughs> because, because, you know, you're developing for us. Right. Uh first uh but yeah uh they're gonna also cyberpunk comes out before the xbox series x does so if you that's what microsoft is trying to say that if a game comes out before the xbox series x comes out or the xbox series x version comes out you should get the same experience on both right um however if it comes out on both at the same time i feel like you might get a nerfed version on the xbox one uh so so again the wording here is a little it's a little weird well i think at least in terms of like cyberpunk and halo the first wave of games i should say will probably you know the the enhancements will mostly probably just be graphical Mm -hmm. i don't think they're gonna add like anything too crazy to gameplay or anything like that um but down the road this could be a problem down the road, Halo, like I keep saying Halo 7 because that's the obvious mm-hmm. uh, speculation. But like Halo 7, you know, you pop it in your Xbox One and you get a pretty decent game. But you pop it in your Series X and it has a, a whole different online component. It has uh, all these new features, new customization options, new characters, things like that. So, so the, 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 the assumption here is that they're developing games now like they develop PC games. So right. like they're infinitely scalable or or uh-huh. inf- that's the wrong word. But they're they're way more scalable than console games have ever been. Right. So like if you have a crappy PC, you could still play Doom. It's just going to yeah. run worse. And if you have a super high power PC, you can play the same game and get uh in it, it'll feel the same, it'll just look worse or right. look better. Um so that's how they're developing games now. And it's possible that they just might... I mean, the Xbox One and PlayStation 4 are like gaming PCs. So the Xbox uh, Series X and PlayStation 5 are also probably going to be pretty similar to gaming PCs. So it's possible that we could see like a Halo 7 that just runs worse on an Xbox One than yeah. it does on an Xbox Series X. What I don't imagine is third-party developers capitalizing on something like that. 
it probably yeah we're probably not going to see a lot of third parties take advantage of this especially I think because it's less money for them like ea freaking selling fifa for the vita the same version two years in a row i think a good metric to see who will use uh smart delivery is to look at who used uh supported backwards compatibility versus who just re-released the game in like an hd version mm-hmm. so like you know activision to their credit all of the call of duty games are available via backwards compatibility by contrast um, you cannot play Arkham Asylum or Arkham City through backwards compatibility. You have to buy the Return to Arkham collection for Xbox One. Right, right. So WB that, probably won't support this. Yeah. I don't see people like WB, EA, Activision. I don't see them capitalizing on something like this. Right. I mean, maybe for Overwatch, but still, I don't know. Maybe. Um. All right, we're almost done here. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Game Pass, in addition to games from across four generations of consoles, our leading game subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, will continue to have our first-party games like Halo Infinite included at their launch. We look forward to millions of you experiencing the Game Pass portfolio and immersing immersing yourselves in a deep library of high-quality games, playing those you love now and also discovering your next great adventure. Game Pass is awesome. Uh, yeah. If you get an Xbox Series X, you will probably get a free trial of Game Pass, and that means you'll be able to play uh, Halo Infinite instantly mm-hmm. uh, without paying for it. Yeah. But I want to own it. I might pay the 60 bucks because <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not going to use Game Pass every month. Yeah, you know? that's that's why I haven't subscribed because, you know, I used it once for uh, Sea of Thieves and that game was not good. And apparently it got better. Yeah, apparently it did. I yeah, I don't I don't need that. I I open I I don't turn on my Xbox very frequently. So yeah. So yeah, I'm probably still just gonna buy Halo Infinite. Yeah. 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 That's okay. pretty much it. Um. Okay. So yeah, that's it for the Xbox Series X. That's the technical specs we got. Twelve yeah. teraflops. Wow. Uh, uh, it's it's very detailed for a system they haven't revealed yet. <laughs> yes, they revealed it, but like not in the traditional way where it's like this big event. Like here's the Xbox Series X and all the crap you need to know about it. This is like been a slow reveal over the course of several months. First we got the name, then like a few months later we got a look at the system, then a few months later now we get the specs. So, uh, so here's the thing. Remember I mentioned before that there was a leak that pretty much nailed the Xbox Series X specs? Yes. It also has the PlayStation 5 specs. Uh-huh. Um, so this leak was a little off. Like, like or like unconfirmed, I guess. I think right. they nailed the the AMD Zen 2 uh CPU. Mm-hmm. That they nailed that. They are I mean, this is eleven point eight teraflops for the uh GPU. Right, and round round it up. That's twelve. That's twelve. Um, the RAM DDR six. Mm-hmm. Oh, GDDR six. Yeah, I th- I believe that's true. Um, one terabyte SSD. I don't think we know for sure what the size of the SSD is. It can't be less than a terabyte. No, it, well, because I don't I don't even think as of right now I don't think you can buy an Xbox 
without a one terabyte hard drive. I don't think they make 500 gig ter- um, hard drives anymore. Well, PlayStation 5, this leak says 500 gigabytes. That's got to be BS. So PS4s don't ship with 500 gigs anymore. Solid state drives are more expensive than they are more expensive, drives. but games are huge now. Yes, games are huge current gen. I, Imagine I, how huge they're going to be next gen. I have a really hard time. I have a 500 gigabyte PlayStation 4. It's the launch mm-hmm. PlayStation 4. Yeah, uh, I have a hard time installing games. Every time I want to install a game, I have to delete something. Yeah, freaking Call of Duty is the absolute worst. There's always Call, an update. Yeah. It takes forever, and that game was like 200 gigs. Yeah, so imagine if it if this game if uh PS5 launches with 500 gigs, that's two Call of Duty games and maybe of uh, an indie game. They might be afraid of uh cost. I, well, I know that there were there was a leak saying that they are right having now. A hard yeah, time pricing a big it. concern. Well, a big concern is cost be, uh, because of the SSD and also cooling. Mm-hmm. They want it to be cool and quiet. And right now, their method for doing that is very expensive. The interesting thing about this leak, which which might not be true, it just might have been a really good guess, uh-huh. uh, is that the PlayStation 5 is more powerful. Yes. It's got a slightly, very slightly weaker processor. Instead of 3.7 gigahertz, it's 3.6. Right. But 12.6 teraflops compared to 11.8. Right. It's got 18 gigabytes of GDDR6. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Series X has 16, it's only got a 500 gigabyte hard drive, according to this. I can't. I do. I refuse to accept that. And, and you were saying that it's probably integrated into the board. Yeah. So that would mean that it's probably not user upgradable. <laughs> yeah. Which would be horrible if it's that small and not user upgradable. I'm sure you can expand it with an external or something. Um. Bandwidth, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Uh, so PlayStation 5 might be more powerful, which would be amazing because that's not usually the case. Right. Um, but I, I don't I don't know if I don't know how much I buy this. I think it might have just been a really good guess. Also, yeah. half of these specs aren't confirmed yet. So we, we don't really know. Uh I think that's it. I think that's it for uh friggin' Xbox Series X. Yeah. After an hour of the podcast. <laughs> Hope everybody had a good time jumping yeah. through these technical specs. Was it specs. as good for you as it was for us? Uh, where are we at? Uh, R. Dilly with $25. Damn, boy. Uh, Switch for life. Love you guys. Thanks, R. Dilly. Thank you. Uh, I just bought Doom 3 for the Switch because it was only like $2. Mm-hmm. Still Doom 3. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna get Doom sixty four. Yeah, buddy. For like six dollars. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the last thing we read? Okay, Hytham uh, G said with five dollars says, "What about Banjo and Kazooie? Uh, they're Western characters that entered Smash, and it could happen with Chief since those two inspire me to have Chief in game." Yeah, that's true. I mean, Banjo I'm not. Kazooie I'm not Western saying. Characters. I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm just saying that. Also, I think Banjo Kazooie is a little different because uh, that was also a popular game in Japan, and it has roots with Nintendo. Yes, uh, so that's a little different. Yeah, uh, Xbox has not been popular in Japan. No, in I don't think ever. Um, 
there's there's a lot of other characters on the list of like wanted characters that I think have a better chance of being in it than did Master you Chief. See but that doesn't today, mean that he's not going to be in it. Did you see today that they added a character from Warframe as one of the spirits? I did see that. That was weird. Yeah. So, I mean, look, Chief might not be a playable character, but he could very well be a spirit. True. I I think that we're going to see someone out of left field, or at least a yeah. few characters out of left field. I just don't know who the hell it's going to be. And and mm-hmm. I'm just going by the probability of what what's going to happen. Um, Kay Asante with $5 says, they're using virtual machines. The quick resume is using snapshots. Who's using virtual machines? Emulators? I guess. Well, yeah, because they have to virtually recreate the machine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, well, I guess how does a save file work anyway? Isn't it just a snapshot? You're asking the wrong guy. Right? It doesn't just load all the stuff. Yeah, that that you, you just does it at a certain at certain points instead of just wherever you are. Mm-hmm. We have the processing power now. Why can't we just do it wherever we are? You know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Redith Graham with five dollars. I wonder if this were wireless technology is if this wireless technology is already in the Elite Controller Series Two, just laying dormant. Maybe a firmware update. Maybe it's probably the same wireless band. Just using a different protocol. So yeah. a firmware update might just do it. Uh R Dilly with twenty five oh, you read that one. Uh yeah. Adrian Sheffetz Broca with a toonie. Is Doom sixty four better than the previous sixty three Doom games? <laughs> <laughs> I was very confused for a second. Uh I've heard it's very good. I've never played it. Uh we don't have it? No. No, we don't. And I remember like we like it's one of those games where we could have rented it any at any time, but I don't think I ever did because I just assumed it was Doom. Yeah. Like I it, it looks Doom. like Doom. Yeah. But apparently it's a different game. It was a very different game. Apparently, uh the lead developer of Doom Eternal, uh, his favorite game is Doom sixty four. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of, like, what was in that game is inspiring Doom Eternal, and that's why they're re-releasing it after all these years. Uh, Nate Baum in the chat says, The spirit of Master Chief is the spirit of America. The spirit of what's old and what's new. Yes. (laughs) And then PP Hardaway says, Not emulators, Microsoft! I don't know if he's the guy who gave us money. Uh, Uh, He's not. Oh, yeah, it says their name. Anyway, uh, what's next on the list here? Well, we got. Uh, oh, I didn't. I don't think I put this in. Oh, because the rest of the stuff is is you could just lump it all together. Okay. Um, Yacht Club Games reveals a new game. Yay! It's called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Uh, will we be able to play this at PAX? Uh, probably. We we played Showdown last year. Yes, and that ninja game that they are publishing. Yeah, so Cyber Shadow yes. uh, was supposed to come out last year, I believe, but uh, yeah. it's coming out fall this year. So hopefully it's at PAX again, because that was amazing. <laughs> I'm very excited about that. Was, that that was very good. Uh, this is a puzzle game. 
Yacht Club Games has today revealed a brand new entry into its hugely popular Shovel Knight series. Confirmed for release on Nintendo Switch, the new game is called Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. The news comes from today's Yacht Club Games Presents video presentation, where the brand new puzzle adventure mashup was shown off for the first time. Players will join Shovel Knight on a journey into the depths of the titular Pocket Dungeon, joining up with a mysterious guide known as Puzzle Knight to shovel through foes, grab new equipment, and battle bosses both new and familiar. It's essentially a falling uh, block style puzzler, but it comes with a dungeon crawling twist as explained by this features list. Uh, enter a world of falling block uh, games uh, with a dungeon crawling twist, an all new hybrid that's never been seen before. Bump into enemies in battle that, uh, and ba to battle them and trade damage in a unique combat system. Group foes together for massive chain attacks while grabbing keys power-ups and potions to reveal your health blah 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 um so i guess there's like an overworld where you like dungeon crawl and walk around and then there's like yeah. puzzle i guess the fighting is the puzzle game part interesting i've heard of pocket dungeon before that's a series of games yeah right i just keep getting a. Uh... Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. I don't think it is a series of games. I think I made that up. It's a board game. Cool. I could have sworn... Oh, I'm thinking of Puzzle Quest. That's what I'm thinking yes. of. Yes. So there you go. A new Shovel Knight game. I'm not going to play this. I'm not a big puzzle game guy. I like Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's amazing. I haven't played it in a very long time. But I'm a big fan of Shovel Knight. Um... Yeah, I don't need a I don't need a puzzle game in my life. I Actually, like puzzle games. So are you gonna play this? No. Cool. Thanks, but I would and I probably enjoy it. <laughs> uh anyway, Pokemon alike, Tem Tem. Yeah, you excited to play that? It's yeah. added fifty new creatures, ranked matchmaking, and more. So I have not played Tem Tem. Mm -hmm. I was very close to playing it. I was going to stream it uh -huh. on one of the Sunday streams. And then you had to have a baby. Yeah, sorry about that. You ruined my Temtem. <laughs> uh, when the baby's old enough, I'm going to tell him that she ruined any chance of me playing Temtem. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, if you're playing it, congratulations. Now you can friggin' uh, get all these new features. Uh, it might still be early access on Steam, but Temtem, the Pokemon-like MMO from Crema Games has had a very decent start. It's managed to sell 500,000 copies in its first month, and when we tried it out for ourselves, we were left even more interested in its upcoming launch on the Switch. I didn't even know it was coming. Now that its first month has been successfully navigated, the Temtem team has released a short-term roadmap for the game. Crema Games notes that every detail shown below is not 100% confirmed for the game, saying we're not really big fans of having public dates for everything. They add a lot of unnecessary pressure on the team, and they make uh, making games and swapping features around a very difficult task. Uh, with this, with that in mind, here's what we can expect to mostly appear in the game going forward. In spring 2020, they're going to have ma a ranked matchmaking. They're going to have a spectator mode. Wow. They're going to have in-game chat. Wow. Wow. That's something Nintendo would never do. Chat bubbles. Wow. So I guess that's like a uh, friggin' you can type your own stuff. 
Yeah. And club management. So I guess that's like a like a clan. Yeah. In summer 2020, New Island. I guess like a new region. Sure. Uh 25 new Temtem. Jeez. I think it's just less than 25 new Temtem. Uh player it's, it's, housing. It's the about sign. So about 25 new it's, Temtem. It's a squiggle. Yeah. I can't tell from this far away. Uh climbing gear. Okay. And new emotes. And in fall, they're going to have a new island, another new island, Jesus. Uh, about 25 new Temtem. First mythical Temtem. Now they're really stepping on Pokemon's toes. Uh, and in-game tournaments, quest diary, and achievements. Um, okay. So they're updating the game to add more stuff, and I'm assuming that it's free. Doesn't really I mean, say. If they keep updating it, that must mean the game's doing well. There's yeah. an audience and a fan base for it, so that's good. Good. For I them. appreciate their Twitter account. It made me like them more. Yeah, <laughs> they have a very wholesome Twitter account. Mm. Uh, I would like to give this game a try. I am of the camp that uh, I think that this game blew up in popularity just because people were mad at the Pokemon Company for yeah the National Dex stuff. Otherwise, I think if there was no controversy, Temtem would have been swept under the rug as just a freaking uh, Pokemon clone or like a cheap knockoff. Well, I think it would have had a cult following regardless. I just think the cult is much more vocal because, you know, of all the controversy surrounding Sword and Shield. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Um, So, I mean, I'm willing to give it a shot. It's cool that they're updating it. I mean, they're updating it because it's working out really well for them. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I guess I gotta give it a shot. It's also yeah. interesting that they're releasing new islands around the same time that Pokemon Sword and Shield is releasing their DLC. Oh, they know with, what they're with doing. new islands. They know what they're doing. <laughs> it's very interesting. Um, but I yeah, I guess I gotta give it a shot. Uh Rock and Val says yes, the new updates are free with the game. Nice. Right now it's in early access, so that that makes perfect sense. I just closed my keep uh oh we got five dollars from adrian kathets broker who says the ch is the same sound in ahmed also it's pronounced socrates are you socrates socrates it's yeah (laughs) that mother effer puts a five in socrates <laughs> how the hell am i supposed anyway um platinum games has a new game last week we talked about how platinum games uh was gonna make a big announcement this week and we were like is it gonna be bayonetta three stuff what are you eating on on this podcast right now almond butter cookie I'm muting it so you don't hear the crunching. Platinum Games announced that that they said that they're going to have a big announcement this week. And I assumed it was going to be Bayonetta 3 information, which would be great because we haven't heard anything. And I'm assuming that that's coming out later this year because Nintendo doesn't have much to come out this year. Uh, But no, it's this game called Project GG. Have you seen the trailer, Will? Uh, I've not seen the trailer, but I read all like the the write-ups on it. Okay, so... At first, I'm watching it, and I'm like, I don't know if I'm a fan of Platinum Games. Like, Bayonet is good. Yeah. But 
Like I'm not I'm not catching the vibe, you know? Right. But then at the very end of the trailer, freaking the the dude there's a freaking giant kaiju and the dude turns into like a freaking uh what do you call that? Super Sentai? What do you call that? Oh, um when they get big. Yeah, the robot. Yeah, what do they call uh, that? Yeah, that I forgot I forgot the the technical term. Uh well he turns into a big uh, he turns huge and fights the kaiju. I think that's awesome. I'm all for that. Yeah. It looks like freaking. Uh, he looks just like uh, uh, Gridman. I'm watching the trailer now. So, I think part of uh, part of this announcement was that this is going to be the first game that Platinum publishes by themselves. Okay. All previous Platinum games have been have been teamed up with a publisher, usually Sega or Nintendo, mm-hmm. or Activision in certain uh, cases. This is the first time they're publishing their own game, uh, so therefore they 100% own the IP. They don't have to go through any deals with their publisher or whatnot. So that so, means it's probably multi-platform. It can be, yes. Very interesting. Yeah. There was a weird wording here somewhere anyway Hideki Kamiya is the create uh, the director again of course yes uh creator of Bayonetta uh wonderful 101 uh, he also created Devil May Cry this might uh, have been he, it uh the powerful the original go ahead the powerful climax of the Hideki Kamiya superhero trilogy hmm I don't know why they had to say powerful climax but also I didn't know there was a trilogy of superhero stuff. Well, the Wonderful One and One is a superhero game, right? I knew that. Oh, Beautiful Joe. Oh, when it worked at Capcom. Oh, but there were two Beautiful yeah. Joe games. There were. <laughs> is this another Beautiful? Um, game? Down further, it says in an interview with Famitsu, Kamiya said that the game is platinum challenging what the company hasn't challenged before. Adding that if Beautiful Joe is like Common Rider, um. And if one of Wonderful One One is a squadron, then Project GG is a huge hero. <laughs> is a so huge it sounds yeah. So it sounds like he's going through like all the different kinds of um, Sentai shows in Japan, like Beautiful Joe's, like Common Rider, the, the the lone man who like transforms and fights evil that way. Uh, the Wonderful One One is like Super Sentai or Power Rangers for all you Americans out there, where it's a team of people coming together to fight bad guys. And Project GG is going to be the big ass mech battles in the sit in the city streets. So, I guess they're lumping the first two Beautiful Joe games together as one game yeah. or one unless, part unless of the trilogy. Unless you do Beautiful Joe two. Oh, maybe, maybe. Um. Anyway, I'm uh, this look. This interests me. I'm interested. Very in good. I'm, um, I'm down for it. I've. I mean, every game I've played of. I haven't played every platinum game, but I've liked a lot of the stuff they've done. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely excited for this. I hope it does come to the Switch. <laughs> yeah, I hope it comes to the Switch. But I, I would, I would break out the uh, the old Xbox for it. Yeah, I, would do I don't it. think because I know Platinum was said they were going to make a whole bunch of announcements, and I don't think they're done. No, no. Yeah, I think we might see some tomorrow. Yeah, uh, I think. Wait, I think they were supposed to do it on Thursday. Platinum Games Announcements. Uh, Platinum Games announces announcement. I'm just going to get the announcement from today. I'm not going to get the announcement from last week. 
Oh, major announcement coming February 27th. That was today. Yes. <laughs> no, wait, no, that's tomorrow. Oh. Well, it's now in Japan, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the mysterious news will drop in February 27th issue of Japanese publication Famitsu. So you said they already talked to Famitsu. Yes. You, you, you quoted something that he said yes, to Famitsu. Yes, yes. So that, that was probably it then. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So that's that. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna give that a shot. Yeah, the last game I have, uh, the last game, the last article I have on here is that the creator of the world's most famous cheat code has died. Yeah, uh, you don't think that a cheat code was created by one person, but you know, it was. It was. <laughs> in Nintendo Life, it says yeah. cheat codes aren't much of a thing these days, but back in uh, the 80s and 90s. They were a big deal. These little hidden hacks were used by developers to test uh, portions of the game, but often made their way into the final code by accident or design. In the case of the famous Konami code, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, and then start. Isn't it select start? Don't people leave out the select part? No, that's a different code. Oh. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start is the Konami code. Mm-hmm. Some Konami games, there's an extra code where it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start. Oh. Well, anyway, it, it was a case of a hack being accidentally left in a game and then becoming something more intentional. The story goes that the developer of the Famicom port of Gradius found the game so hard that he decided to create the code so he could test the entire game. Uh, the pre- the presence of the code in the final game wasn't spotted until after it was released, but Konami decided against removing it from future revisions uh, in case it caused issues with, part- with other parts of the game. You know, because when you're developing something, if you try to fix one part, it'll probably break another part. Right. Uh, with Western players, it became a must-have cheat for games like Contra, which enjoyed uh, incredible success during the NES era. Since that time, it has been used in numerous Konami and non-Konami titles, becoming the most famous cheat code of all time. Uh, why are we telling you all this? Well, today brings us sad news that Kazu- Kazuhisa uh, Hashimoto the aforementioned developer of the Famicom port of Gradius who created the code has passed away. So he's the guy who created the code because the game was too hard yeah. for him. The news was shared by one time Konami uh, composer, Yuji Takenochi uh, on his Twitter account. Speaking about the creation of the code in 2003, Hashimoto said, I had one guy under me and he played through the coin op version. That one's really tough. I hadn't played that much and obviously couldn't beat it myself, so I put in the Konami code. And then he laughs. While it might not come as much of a consolation, it's amazing to think that a simple hack created to make a person's job easier has become such a, a major part of video game folklore, and that's quite a cool legacy to leave behind if you ask us. Our thoughts with Hashimoto-san's family and friends at this difficult time. It doesn't yeah, say it's... how he died. Uh, no, it does not. Well, it's just, I guess it's just because the uh, um, 
uh the friggin' uh what's his name? Just because the one guy tweeted it, that was it. Yeah. Uh Tekanucci. Right. Uh he was sixty one years old though. Okay. Yeah, w- w- this also doesn't say what he did at Konami. He was one of the two programmers on uh Yeah, he was a he's a game programmer. He was at that point he was helping to port Gradius over to the, the Famicom. Mm-hmm. And he had one person under him. Yeah. But maybe there were people above him. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I mean, there's always pe- there's always people above you. Uh anyway. Uh that's all we got. There's not much going yes. on. Uh act- well actually there was the Animal Crossing Direct, but there honestly, not a lot happened in it. We learned a bunch of stuff yeah. about Animal Crossing, but there's not much. I mean, there's not much about the features that I'm super amped about. <laughs> yeah, I just got to play the game, and that's it. Um. So anyway, I guess now. Well, let's. Uh, no, we got all the super chats. Let's do. Uh, we got unboxing. Yes. Let me go get them. All right, you get. Well, I have one here actually. Ooh. Well, I got two here. This I already uh, took out of the Amazon package. Ah. Do you remember Creative, the company Creative? Yeah, the the headphones. They do headphones. They used to do... uh, You had a Creative Zen Micro Micro. MP3 player. Yes. Back when everyone had iPods. And then it it was a great MP3 player, and then it died two months in. Yep. Uh, They also made... They also make uh, sound cards for computers. The creative uh, sound blaster cards. Mm-hmm. They also they they do a lot of audio stuff for computers. Yes. Uh, they sent the sound blaster for uh, PS4, Nintendo Switch, PC, and Mac. Okay, this is it right here. I can't see, so I gotta wait for. Too bad. They're they're more important than you will. Right. Uh, so I have no idea how this is gonna work. Uh, so you can plug a mic into it on the PS4. You can plug a mic into it. Uh, it also has an optical line in, so you can plug the PS4 into it mm-hmm. and headphones. So you can plug headphones out. So I guess it, yeah, I guess the PS4 will recognize that. Nice. I guess that'll work on the Switch also. That's interesting. Oh, I've seen that. So it comes with an optical cable, which is uh important. Oh, and it, it does come with a USB to USB-C adapter, which is important because uh, if you have your Switch docked and or if you want to play on a PS4, you're going to need that. Yeah. Um, so here it is. I guess I'll give it a shot because I'm interested in this. This is also... Hmm. No, I guess you couldn't... There needs to be a simpler solution to have... Uh, PC audio mixed in with your game audio. So you could have headphones, like, so you could use Discord yeah. and stuff. Or so you can use your phone for chat like you would in some Nintendo games. Right. Uh, I don't think this would work for that. It has a mic. Yeah, the mic input. Yeah, the mic input would just be uh, 
it would just go to the console just like any other mic. So if you're playing Fortnite, you can talk to your friends that way. Right. I think this this optical cable is weird looking. It's got an, a normal optical on one end. But then on the opposite end, it's like long and narrow. And the hmm. port kind of looks like a 3.5 millimeter port. Might be a mini toss link. It says optical. It says optical line. Yeah. Yeah, that's that um, Yeah, you know on the back of the the GCHD Mark II? Yeah. It has an audio port. Mm-hmm. It doubles as 3.5 millimeter and optical toss link. Oh, so does that mean this doubles as 3.5 millimeters as well? Uh, might be. Because that would make a lot of sense. Because, I mean, the Switch doesn't have an optical out. Right. So you would need to plug it in. I have normally. their website up. But then again... Why do you need the optical line in in the first place if it's plugging in USB-C? Some headphones use optical. But it's a line in, not out. The, it, and on the box, it says PS4 is what's going to plug into the optical line in. Right. Which is fine, and that makes sense. Well, no, it doesn't make sense because you plug it in USB. I don't know. You just have to... Uh, it should just work as a sound card. You're just going to have to review it and get it back to us. <laughs> on the back, it says Game Voice Mix cool uh mobile remote app support i think it's their app and plug and play via USB-C. yeah i'm gonna have to use it and see what the hell is going on here portable gaming usb dac amp heh <laughs> dac i'll give it a shot Let's see what happens uh brian shadow with five dollars says the turtle beach stealth 700 does that what is that does what does what <laughs> All right, what do you got, Will? Uh, I got, well, this first one's from Hyperkin. And they sent us a little thank you note, even though we haven't done anything yet. <laughs> it says, hey, Bob. Oh, not you. Uh, thank you for taking the time to check out our brand new uh, X91. Looking forward to hearing what you think. Sincerely, the Hyperkin team. Thanks. Well, uh, you got Will. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, and this is it. <laughs> Open that bad boy up. This, so I actually wanted to get one of these when I had an Xbox upstairs. Uh, but now that it's downstairs, I don't really have use for it. Uh, but this is essentially an Xbox One controller, also usable for the Windows 10 PC, that is designed more like an old school like Super Nintendo controller, where it's like flat, so that you can use it... Uh, more so with retro-inspired games or 2D side-scrolling games. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited to try that out. What yeah. ga- I mean, Cuphead, Cuphead, uh, Sonic Mania, Sonic Generations, Sonic Generations. Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, the Mega Man Collection. How does the D-pad feel with its placement? Uh, not terrible. Not terrible. That's a good yeah. way to put it. Well, because okay. it's it's similar to, like I guess on a DualShock. Because mm-hmm. you move your anal- your finger over here to use the left analog stick, right? It feels similar to that. Whereas on a on a regular Xbox One controller, you it's a, quite a stretch actually to go to the D pad, right? And now, how does that D pad feel? Does it feel like an Xbox D pad where it's like clicky? No, like it feels like buttons. No, it it feels springy. Okay, yeah, it doesn't feel bad. Um, you do get analog triggers up here. It does feel small. Mm. Well. 
that that's kind of the point of it right well they're small and then they're small mm. it's like th- this feels I mean, that, like, that like my lo- hands are too big for this that looks about the size of a super nintendo controller which is right. what i'm i'm going for here if i want to play 2d games you know this is my sn30 pro mm-hmm. so it's yeah it's about the same size like this way okay so yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try that out yeah. you try it out and then i'm stealing it from you all right uh it's you know like i said it's wired i think it's a 10 foot cord um but yeah should be cool thank you celia from hyperkin <laughs> All right, we got one more box. Uh, what do I do with my knife? This is, I believe, from Poweray. Yes, are we allowed to unbox you from competitors? You should um, see if there's a note before we do it. Yeah. I believe we're good. I'm going to double check, too. There is a note. Again, addressed to Bob. <laughs> the, the, I do not see any embargo information. No. Okay. Nice thing. Oh, nice no. It's on card. their website, I believe. Thank you so much for being an awesome Powerway, Powerway, Powerway. influencer. It means a lot to us. We wouldn't be here without people like you. Best. Uh, what does it say? Elodie and Margaret. Um, well, thank you. So I'm going to put this in my video when I get the Animal Crossing Nintendo Switch. Right. Um, hopefully I get it because I haven't been able to pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Um, but these are Animal Crossing controllers or controller. I don't know how yeah. many they gave us. Sorry, I got distracted by something else that is not an Animal Crossing controller. Oh, so we well, we got an Animal Crossing controller. All right. And the Witcher controller. Oh. Oh. When did that come? Did I this hasn't that been out? It's been out, but uh they sent it to us. So now we have it. So now it's official. Oh, cool. Well, um, I want you to know that you have all of my wireless pro controllers. That can't be true. You have all of the uh I have one I have one Power A of wireless controller and then i have the gamecube shaped one okay but you also have like the hori one with the giant d-pad i don't think i have that you have that you mother i got i gotta look i do not think i have because you took a bunch you took like eight controllers for a party you had uh, i gotta look because I, I i have two wired ones and then i have i know two wireless ones anyway Anyway, uh, um, these look like they're the exact same controller. Just one is Animal Crossing design and one is the Witcher. Um, you got Bluetooth, wireless, and motion controls. Uh, On-the-fly button mapping. Oh, which is super yeah. important for Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, quickly map action buttons to two additional adva- advanced gaming buttons on the back to gain a competitive advantage. Uh yeah, it's got ergonomic design, motion controls, mapple buttons, and Bluetooth 5.0. I think the Witcher one came out in October. Yes. So it's been it's been around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are these are nice, especially the Witcher one. 
Cool. Uh, well, I got to try the Animal Crossing one because... Yeah, well, next time I see you, you can take both of these. That, that's the uh, the Animal Crossing one. There's only one design? Uh, only one design in the box. With, uh, uh, yeah, it looks, no, it looks it. like there is only one design. Yeah. Oh, no, there's two designs. What's the other one? Uh, boop. There is a Timmy and Tommy featuring green buttons and green leaf pattern background. And a KK ah. slider one, which is the one we got. Right. Uh, featuring brown buttons and an items patterned background. Okay. They also sent us, well, I guess you, but Only it's in me. my house. So Only for you. me. Um, a uh, simple thank, uh, simply thankful gift. It's a Bluetooth speaker. A oh, portable Bluetooth speaker. Just as a thank you. I don't have one of those. Really? Yeah. I was really? with people talking about Bluetooth speakers, and I was like, I don't leave my apartment, so there's no reason <laughs> for me to have a Bluetooth speaker. So you'd think that, but I actually, I've, I have like one of those um twenty dollar anchor ones. Mm -hmm. All my friends have the exact same one. And we love it just because, like, even around the house, if, like, I'm listening to music or if I'm watching YouTube on my, like, iPad and, like, you know, the sound coming out of the iPad speaker isn't that good. So if I'm washing dishes or cooking and I have my iPad, you know, propped up in the kitchen, you use that and, like, it just makes everything sound better. Yeah, you know, I usually listen to, like, podcasts or, like, I'll pull yeah. up a YouTube video or something and I'll just put it on my phone full blast and I'll just put it right. somewhere. Well, it's nice to have that extra volume. And then I got one of those UE Wonderboom uh, speakers. That's even better. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, um, thanks, Power A. Well, that's not all. Oh. Because they also sent us Power A branded M&Ms. Oh! I was going to say, is it chocolate? Yeah, it's three bags worth. Good. Good. You can have one, but I want Wait. some. Are they actual M&M up... brand M&Ms, or are they knockoffs? No, they're M&M they're branded M&Ms with, like, the Power A logo on it. We got to get some Wolf Den branded M&Ms. That's yeah, a we do. great idea. Yeah. Thank you for sending me something I gave up during Lent. I don't give up nothing. I know. Give me all the chocolate. Anyway, thank you, Power A. I very much right. appreciate it. Thank that you, Power great. A. Thank you, Hyperkin. Thank you, Creative. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everyone, who helped support us. Of also, course, if you... If you want to send things to a Wolf Den Live, uh, we got a P.O. box, so do that. It's in the description. Make sure you are a famous video game accessory company. Make sure that you put embargo information if it's embargoed, because we yes, will that break is that embargo. Most important. By no shadow said the Stealth 700 is a headset that will mix your phone's audio for chat or music. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, what's his name? The guy who sent this money. Uh, clarify that later. That's what I'm. I know he's the guy. Yeah, I know he's that. I know that, Bob. He. Uh, well, there's also the Steel Series Astro. Yeah, does the same thing. Uh, that was like a the lot first of one to do it. A lot of gaming headsets now do that. I feel. Well, I mean, it, it's like a feature because of the Nintendo Switch, right? Um. Anyway, oh, we got to do the tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Tweet of the week. Uh, this one. It's so stupid, but it made me laugh for a very long time. Uh, it's by uh, Young Snacku. And it says, why does anime food look so good? Will, you got to play this on your own screen. I, I'm playing it right now. I'm going to play it for everybody. <laughs> oh, that's good.
So if you're listening to the audio version, it's it's uh, one of those tweets where it's like anime food looks so good, and then it's like a montage of anime food, and then right in the middle of it, the freaking thing for the mid boss in Sonic Three comes out and then lights the whole thing on fire with the music, and it's so stupid. But then under it, the person puts uh. He writes, well, again, this is blowing up uh, like Angel Island. Um, the only thing I want to plug is the green screen for this. Please get in the, on this meme. And I was uh, too lazy to actually do it, but I think this meme has a lot of potential. Yeah. So there's a green screen version of this on Young Snacku's uh, account. It's I th- Y-U-N-G. I think it's worth getting, getting, uh, getting involved Bu- in this meme. Buy stock in this meme invest in this meme this is yeah. a great meme and i want to see this i want people to make more dumb stuff with this green screen there's also this green screen has two versions of the uh of the uh guy coming in i think yeah oh it's uh, got two different uh music clips yeah yeah that's a good meme great meme yeah a uh, friend of mine actually just sent me a tweet it says, I've never been tailed by a Russian spy, but I have walked through a furniture store with a salesman casually following me from a distance. <laughs> um, the cast says, Bob, you always make it easy to understand things that should be simple. I am wanting to sell my Switch and buy a newer version, battery, better battery and cosmetic. What's the easiest way to go about this? Um, I like eBay because you don't have to talk to anybody. It's not the easiest way to go about it, though. The easiest way is probably like Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or something. Yeah, uh, I've sold stuff on Facebook Marketplace. It's really easy to do. The only thing is that's more of a a local thing. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, people in your neighborhood who are willing to come to your house to pick it up or you go to them to drop it off. Actually, the easiest thing is probably GameStop, but it's also going to give you the least amount of money. Yeah, also, it's not going to be here in like a month, so. That's true. Uh, the The best thing is, I think, eBay, but it's also the most time-consuming. But it, yeah. it doesn't mean it's hard. Like, it's it's not hard to put stuff on eBay. It's just, it's going to take, it's it's the hardest of the options. That doesn't mean it's hard. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, now we're going to talk to you people. Yes. As always, you can reach us on Twitter using the hashtag WolfDenLive. If you left a comment on last week's WolfDenLive, then this is the part of the show where we will finally answer you. And of course, ladies and gentlemen watching us at home, please start leaving your questions and comments because we will get to them when we are done with everybody else. I never opened Discord. So this will take a minute. Waiting. Well, do you have it open? Yes. So then why don't you start reading stuff? All right, fine. Uh, we start with the hashtag. Yes. Uh, here we go. Q73 Power. What games do you guys have in your backlog that you actually intend to play and finish? Not not the many games you have around that you don't intend to play to the end. I have a list. When I finish a game, I take it off the list. Um, Mega Man Zero. I will actually finish that. I always say I want to finish Alien Isolation. You're like very close to beating that, aren't you? I don't think I am. 
because I, I started it on PS4 when it first came out, and now I have it on Switch. So I think I'm just going to start over again on Switch and play it on very easy and just powerhouse my way through. Uh, I think Fred broke. Yeah, because uh, he <laughs> he posted the uh, he posted he just posted the hashtag Wolf Den Live and then post. Oh yeah. no! Oh, lazy, lazy Fred. <laughs> Jordan hashtag Wolf Den Live, but then in a separate tweet he he added the tweet. It was like an addendum. Anyway, uh, how slow is USB 2.1? Currently downloading a game onto uh, a game update onto a flash drive. Not enough storage on a main computer. And after like three hours, I'm at 1.6 gigabytes out of three gigabytes. Do I just gotta suck it up? Um, why are you up? Why are you putting it on uh, a flash drive? Not enough yeah, storage also, on the main computer. Make some storage, man. Make some room. Yeah. Also, um, USB 2. Uh, the speed is 480 megabits per second, whereas USB 3 is anywhere between 5 and 10 gigabits. So, so, I, I, I 400 megabits per second, um, is, uh, is faster than what you're doing right now. Um, but it's variable. Like it's just a it's just a bad protocol. And and I I think that it I don't know if this if I'm getting this right, but I think that it doesn't do it can't do both ways, you know what I mean? It doesn't have like a like a two-lane highway. Well, for, 480 is just that's good for like word documents and a couple of pictures, something like a game. Like it can't handle that very well. No, I Like it'll store it, but like transferring it, it's gonna take you a well, while. Well, think about it, like your internet. Like, yeah, I got like you, you, you can do a lot with a hundred megabits per second, right? Uh, so you should be able to do the same with a USB drive. But it's just, it just works. It's just a crappier protocol. It's not, it's, it's not like well, Apple. It's like apples to oranges. Co- if he's comparing. gonna try and play that game off of that thumb no, drive, I, it's, it's gonna be a problem. He better not. It, it yeah. sounds like you're just downloading the update and then putting that on the computer. Yeah, which is probably what you should do. Um, yeah, but no, just make the room. You're gonna need mm-hmm. the room. Make the room. It's always good to have a little bit of room on your hard drive. Um. Anyway, Brandon, Brandon F R F X legit just put hashtag Wolf Life. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't <laughs> add anything. Um. And then just now, Haru and uh, using the hashtag Wolf Life said Bob loves Animal Crossing. I'm trying to. I'm trying to love it. Uh, last week's Wolf Den live in the comments on YouTube, we got Roland Pertiv, who says, I can't believe I'm seeing two retro gaming guys concerned that there might be scaled sprites mixed in with polygons. <gasps> if I were to sum up the look of fifth generation gaming in a nutshell, it would be sprites scaling awkwardly alongside polygons at 20 frames per second. You guys have actually played on N64 before, right? Nope. We're all we're fake gamer life. fake gamer girls. We've never played an N64. Our first system was uh was the Xbox 360 and all we played was a uh, Viva Piñata and Dance Central. Listen, Mr. Retro Gaming guy. We were talking about how the the sprites or the 
PNGs that are on X, uh, N64 games or PlayStation games. They're using pixels and they're low resolution because the systems were very low resolution. So yeah. they could hide how low resolution they are. The we, polygons would be the same resolution as the images because of how they're scaled. However, right. on an emulator, the polygons are super sharp because your computer can render those polygons nice and crisp, which we explained all this already. We weren't concerned about it necessarily as much as we were stating how these games were built yeah and how well, let me let me finish the, the 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 because the polygons are so crisp the textures and the pictures and the pngs or whatever you want to call them that or the the, the sprites and the ad the picture assets were still a low resolution so comparatively they look weird on the n64 itself if you're playing at the resolution they're supposed to be they look fine because it's all masked but on an emulator they look bizarre because it's not being masked by anything and yes our concern was that how are they going to do that on uh official hardware right if they want to bring it up to 1080p and, and the solution like, is probably scaling all of the pixels at once and it's not like we were worried about anything in particular it was just saying that like you know this is something they have to consider if they want to make uh an n64 classic console right no i'm terrified i'm, I'm yeah. shaking my boots about it uh jacoby noctis says you began the video talking about the emulation on the ps classic now i won't say the emulation is perfect but it's it is definitely pretty good the biggest issue the ps classic had was that it used many of the pal versions of games that ran at 50 hertz which is why many games like tekken 3 feel and play so slowly but Sony has always had amazing PlayStation 1 emulation. PlayStation Classics on PS3, PSP, and PS Vita are really, really great from what I have played. Now, he's not wrong in that PS1 Classics on PS3, PSP, and Vita, like those are done very well. Uh, I've played a couple of them. They handled quite nicely. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that just goes to highlight, you know, the thing about the PS Classic is that, you know, they, they know how to emulate their own games. Why would they resort to the PAL versions of these games? Yeah, well, that's what he, that's what he talks about. Yeah. Like, uh, that's the biggest flaw in the PlayStation right. Classic. But, like, there has to be a reason why they went with the PAL version uh, over the NTSC I think version. it's because it was a European developer that made it, and that's it. That's yeah, the only reason. <laughs> anyway, rest Restive? 68 uh eight, rest dive 86 i'm dyslexic says love this podcast says slash video very entertaining and interesting thanks dude thank you sorry my brother butchered all of that i'm sorry i'm having a stroke android nate or nga Productions says i hate the way he says mario too freaking bad go watch wood or some or rgt or spawn yeah. or somebody um chappy says ha 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 i'm watching this on my phone with my earbuds in and was just about to say, screw it, I'm out, because I keep hearing crackling chip bag in the background. It's driving me crazy. It sounds like it's being pumped directly into my brain. Then I notice it's the guy across from me in the lobby. Ha, 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 I need better earbuds. Yeah, you do. I actually saw that comment last week. That was good. I like that. Uh, yeah, no, Will mutes himself when he eats. Yeah, because now I have that ability. 
Q73 Power, what games do you guys have in your back? Oh, I read that. It was in the same comment. I mean, the same chat. I'm no, so it says Twitter for... I. But he put it in. The, it's lumped together. <sighs> anyway, that's it. Now we're here to talk to you people in the chat. Yes. Oh, the cast says, I was more asking if it's better to bite the bullet and buy the second Switch so I could transfer everything over, then sell my original, or just back up cloud saves. No, don't do that. It's definitely better to have the other one there. And if you are going to go to GameStop, I'm not saying this is the best option. Financially, this is not the best option. But this makes your life a lot easier. If you go to GameStop and you trade up to get the newer uh, Nintendo Switch, they are, they usually have some promotions where you will get more money than you normally would at GameStop for the new Nintendo Switch. Um, also, they will let you transfer the stuff over usually. If you go to like a slow GameStop, if you go to like one in the mall, it might be a problem. But if I know when I worked at GameStop, we would let you transfer your stuff from your old console to the new console in the store. Um, So that would make your life a little easier. You won't get the most money, but I bet you you might get a decent amount if the promotion, if there's like a promotion to upgrade. Yeah. Or a promotion to spend your money there on a new console because they they always run promotions like that. Um, All right. Who else is in the chat here? Uh, uh, Metal Face Doom says, "Why does guy on the right look like the one from Real Genius?" I'm gonna Google that. I don't know what that means. You, you're on the right. I know who's on the right. <laughs> Are you talking about? That looks more like you, Will. But I hate to say it. I gotta look this up. This guy. This guy right here. Who's who, what actor is that? Who's the main character here? What is that guy? Val, Val Kilmer's Val the main Kilmer. character. Yeah, I thought he meant Val Kilmer, but no, he's talking about he's 100 percent talking about whoever the hell this guy is. <laughs> uh, well, if you had it on screen, I could. Well, uh, wait for it to catch up. All right, fine. Uh, I like you've done this before. Kyle, what was it? Kyle Luang thoughts on Nintendo taking down and re-uploading the direct. Uh, I think it was just a mistake. It's, uh, well, I, I don't well, know. I, I don't really know what happened. Did, did, did it stream and then and then not post an archive? Because that's something that... Well, I, no, I think they took it down and then re-uploaded it because they added something about uh, the cloud save. Oh. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's any thing to think about i don't think there's any crazy stuff going on there yeah uh that dude any thoughts on the 8-bit do zero do you already have a video on it is that the small one yes yeah it's a tiny one uh we got them i have not played with them and i don't know if i want to make a video on it i don't think it's worth making a video on I feel like it's a very niche product. Project, like, I product. mean, I ha- like I've made videos on stupider controllers, right? But I, I, 
I mean, all right, it's a small controller. Wow. Look at how small it is. Like, share, subscribe. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't like. Yeah. The, the hook on this controller isn't as interesting as a lot of other controllers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the hook is that it's small. On the other one, on the Apidu Lite, um, that had all D-pads. So you can play games on a D-pad that you wouldn't normally play on a D-pad because the D-pad registers as an analog stick. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Like, you could do a lot with that. That's interesting. I'm, I'm down. You can play freaking... Uh, uh, Link's Awakening the way it was supposed to be played. Uh, but this is just small. Like, okay. I think the the Zero, honestly, it's more for uh, cell phone gaming. Like, if you're big into gaming on a cell phone, but uh, you need a... You, the game requires a controller, mm-hmm. like, this would be good for because you can carry both in your pocket, you know, and not take up a lot of space. Yeah, yeah, I would say it's for the Switch, but you got the Joy-Cons. It's, like, not much yeah. different. The only difference is that it has an actual D-pad. Yeah. But, I mean, I would just use the Joy-Con. I mean, I mean this is better for the Switch Lite, I guess, but... Yeah. Uh, on a regular Switch, I would just use the freaking Joy-Con. Like, like, I'm not using a D-pad, but I will take the compromise in that I don't have to carry another device with me. Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony Anderson question what are your thoughts on the current state of G-Force now and how would, would that compare to something like Parsec uh, I'll read that again what are your thoughts on the current state of G-Force now and how would that compare to something like Parsec I don't know anything about G-Force now uh, Parsec is really really cool I'm assuming that G-Force now is like a similar Parsec situation so Parsec uh lets you it's like a remote desktop situation so you mm-hmm. can like remote into your computer or another person's computer you can allow access to your computer for somebody else but its purpose is gaming so the latency is really 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 low um so if you're running an emulator you want to play a mario party with somebody you can allow their just their controller to access your computer so it's like it's as if they're plugging their controller into your computer from wherever they are, and it runs really, really well. Uh, so I guess GeForce Now is something similar. GeForce Now sounds like Stadia. <laughs> oh, well, G- then it's completely different. GeForce Now instantly transforms nearly any laptop, desktop, Mac, Shield TV, or Android mobile device into a gaming, a PC gaming rig you've always dreamed of. Instantly play the most demanding PC games and seamlessly play them across your devices. So, yeah, that sounds like a Stadia or Project X Cloud. So I, like- I, I should mention that Parsec also, they have servers that you can rent okay. that are basically souped up gaming PCs. So you can do a Stadia-like experience in Parsec. Okay. But that's not the main purpose of Parsec. I think I think it's more useful to remote into another person's computer. Yeah. Or I have a friend who uses Parsec to remote into his desktop at home to edit video because it's so right. uh, low latency. Mecha Dragon says, "Can we mention you guys' questions for Wolfden Live on your accounts? Because I'm drawing blanks. No, you use the hashtag Wolfden Live. Yeah. On Twitter, you don't have to add anybody." If you just at me on Twitter, I will just answer you. <laughs> yeah, same. Um, 
Hey, Bob, did you hear about the SNK talking about Neo Geo version two and three from Nintendo Life? Uh, says John Wins Wismer. I saw somebody else comments about this too. Yeah. Uh, nope. Nope, I'm getting old news. Neo Geo console? No, I, I heard something about an SNK console. Nope, I'm getting all old news on it. I don't know. I, I think it just happened. SNK has been releasing a lot of like plug and play consoles. Mm hmm. So maybe they're doing another version of that. Um, uh, Krenas says, uh, do you think Nintendo will do a completely new console with a couple within a couple of years or keep making the Switch? Uh, I think they'll do some sort of thing that's close to the Switch. Mm -hmm. But with some fancy new bells and whistles in yeah. another two years maybe um like a switch 2 that you can only play switch 2 games on, you know like yeah you can only play switch 2 games on the switch 2 or something like that uh i don't think we'll get something dressed like hugely different like we got but like between the gamecube and the wii right or between the wii u and the switch um yeah, I think we'll get something pretty similar to the Switch, but maybe the Joy-Cons will be different. Maybe there'll be a new sort of, like, portability gimmick. Um, God, I just hope that you'll be able to carry all your purchases over from the Switch to whatever the hat comes next. Unlikely. Yeah, that's... Oh, God. It'll probably be backwards compatible, but your digital purchases, unlikely. Great. I don't <laughs> see that happening. Uh, or if it, if it, do, if it is compatible there'll be some cockamamie way to access them again yeah it'll be super weird yeah. i already can't play my freaking games easily on my freaking switch light and my switch yeah like i'm going to pax in a few hours and <laughs> i have not packed and uh i'm gonna be streaming from there and i don't think i can use my switch because it's my mm -hmm. secondary switch and i need internet in order to play any of the games right and the, for some reason at the place you can't connect your console to the internet it's a very well, strange situation guess you're bringing both <laughs> well i can't use my switch Lite either oh right you gotta transfer i can't thing. dock it so uh i think i have to use just use aj's <laughs> oh no uh so yeah, anyway i'm done thanks for hanging out all right, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for watching us. Thank you for chatting with us. As always, Wolf Den Live is every single Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on YouTube.com slash Wolf Den. If you can't make the show for any reason at all, we always put it up as an archive version on Thursday for you to watch on demand whenever you want. If you prefer to listen to us rather than watching us, you can do that as well. We are also an audio podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you listen to us on any of those platforms, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us because that helps us with placement on those respective stores. Also, if you would rather watch just a little bit of Wolf Den Live, maybe you want to send a specific clip to your buddies, then head on over to Wolf Den Clips where our good friend Eric Henley takes this week's episode and cuts it down to bite-sized chunks for your viewing pleasure. Guys, I'm going to be at PAX East. Uh, there will be a signing 
at the Screenwave booth at noon on Sunday. Also, uh, I'm going to be streaming from there on twitch.tv slash wolfden at 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, there. So if you're home, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. on twitch.tv slash wolfden. Oh, Thursday. Thanks, Will. Okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thursday. So tomorrow. Um, and otherwise, if you just see me there, come say, hey, I'll give yeah. you a sticker. I'm going to have a bunch of stickers. Um, but yeah, that means next video on Tuesday is going to be all the cool stuff I saw at PAX. And it'll yes. be a fun time. And next week for me will just be a regular-ass video because I'm not going to PAX. Yes. I'm on paternity leave. Everybody go watch Will's Bloodshot video. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Thank you guys all for hanging out. I'll see you later. Maybe I'll see you at PAX. Goodbye. Bye.